The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Twelve covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Twelve covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news. Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Monday, boys and girls. Welcome in to another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherpin, the book, Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. It is just a Barbie world, Dave, and we are all just living in it. How are you on this Monday? I guess you like the announcement with the Titans coming out here with that Oilers jersey. How yep. are you on this new week that feels like it's never ended? It's a constant going on and on and on. I feel like I've never left this room for the last six days. How are you today? I, I, I saw you last night at Circa when we signed that guy up, John. Shout out to John Hi. for joining us and and uh, watching the show, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I had pink on. It was it been too much pink on the screen. Okay. So I... I I had a bet with Kendall, who's watching the show with her friend Taylor right now, that you would be wearing something pink today because really? I had pink on. Yeah, you're you're a mark. I knew what you I knew you would have pink on. <laughs> so I had to change. I yeah. had to read the rundown and I went, I'm coming on in pink too. We're gonna look like two clowns. We're gonna let everybody come after us. So I said, I better change, put something else on, but I'm good, sir. I I, I believe me. We both look good in pink. You pull it off. I pull it off. Um, you know, go watch the pirate game tonight. Oh, I kept the pink outfit on for the pirate nice. game for the pregame. So $235 million the opening weekend for Oppenheimer and Barbie. One of the biggest weekends ever for two movies to open up. It's pretty good. People are back going to the movies because after COVID, 
nobody wanted to go to the movies. I guess you make a movie about Barbie and a movie about a nuclear bomb and people want to go to it. I mean, they they went to it last night when we went to go sign the people up. Yeah. My family just went to the movies without me. One of my favorite things in life to do is go to the movies. And they went without me. What'd they say? Which one? Barbie. See, I'm debating the double feature. I'm debating because Madeline went with her mom last night to Barbie. They had a big Barbie party and went to Barbie. And, but I'm debating the double feature. I'm debating picking a day and then doing both movies. Barbie first, Oppenheimer second. Oppenheimer is three hours. Dear God, it might be too long, no? (laughs) Well, I mean, you're talking about a two-hour Barbie movie and then a three-hour, it adds a five, six-hour day. That is a long day. Back-to-back days. That's that's not a same-day thing. I don't think that's a same-day thing. I don't know. I mean, because I like going to movies alone. It's kind of a weird thing. It's the best. It's a weird thing. It's a quirk. I just, I prefer going alone. And so to go alone to both movies, going to Barbie alone might look weird. (laughs) I'm just like the 46 year old. I'm I'm past what it looks like. Yeah, but you don't think the 46 year old guy going to Barbie by himself is a little bit creepy? Like it might be a little bit like, what are you doing? Oh, no, I can't get anybody to go with me to anything that I like. <laughs> I got a, I got a family of five. No one will even call and tell me they're going. So what are, what are going to wait for them to go? No, right. no, we're not. No, I'm not waiting. You, you know, we're going to call a friend and say, Hey, you can go. No, I can't. This and that. Just go. If you want right. to go, oh, I mean, no, I'll I, go with you. You know, oh, yeah. so Barbie's I, supposed to be decent. I mean, the reviews are pretty good. Oppenheimer is supposed to be epic. So right. if I'm picking between the two, I'm going to see Oppenheimer. I can't, and on the biggest screen, I could possibly go see it. So I'm I'm interested to see, but I didn't have, maybe tomorrow I'll wear the Oppenheimer outfit. I got a little fedora and, you know, big overcoat and everything else, but both movies are supposed to be very, very good. So I'm guessing. I got the report. It was mid. Mid? Yeah. Kendall says mid for everything. I don't know. What, oh. I don't know. She's nine. Well, it wasn't what's going to get you excited about something, Kendall. I don't know, but it's it's tough. not that's for them, out. though. I mean, that's I'm I'm interested to hear Madeline's take easy as well, because all the things I've seen online so far from people that took their daughters, took kids to it, the jokes and the the topics are all very um, what's the word? Adult. Adult innuendo. Like there's not a lot yeah. of direct, like this is what we're saying that you'll right. see in like a Mario Brothers movie. Like there's a lot of little nuances to the film, I guess. I haven't seen it, obviously, but that can go, oh, parents or people over the age of 30 get it. But if you didn't grow up with Barbie or didn't or like I guess that's, it makes a lot of political statements of what people said. And they know people didn't like that. So that is some innuendo political stuff. So I, I got the report from the 20 year old. Her right. birthday's Friday. Nice. Um, she liked it. Everyone else didn't like it. Okay. So might might have just been in that midstream where she got a lot of Did the references. Jess go to? Jess, Kylie, Kelsey, Kendall, and Grandma. Oh, and Grandma and, and Jess didn't like it. I was told hated it. But Whoa. again, I, I haven't talked to Jess directly about the movie. We were talking about business and everything else last night, so we didn't talk about that, but I'll find out today. I'm interested. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so we'll see how that goes. Uh, it is a big week. NFL camps are opening up all around the league, so if you yes. are looking for football content, you're going to get football content. You're going to get – I don't care if Aaron Rodgers throws touchdown passes in practice. Can we all agree that the hype needs to calm down a bit? Nice catch from Jared Wilson. Oh, it's so obnoxious. I don't want jet fans are going just completely and totally bonkers. But the thing that nobody wants to see injuries, 
the biggest of which what happened this weekend actually has nothing to do with camp. Naheem Hines got hit by a jet ski over the weekend. That hurts anybody, let alone an NFL player. He's out for the year, Dave. That stinks. He's out for the year. Do you like jet skis? Never been on one. Never. Wow. No. In your life? Never, never ridden a jet ski. Oh. I just mean, watch from afar. Never been beside them, been on them, never moving. Okay. Never rode a jet ski. Because an really accident fun. can F you up forever. Well, he wasn't even driving. He was stationary. Somebody right. ran into him. So yeah. somebody lost control of their jet ski and drove the thing directly into Naheem Hines. And I guess he couldn't get out of the way. But that's a big loss for the running game for the Bills. Right. And, I mean, it's just one of those situations where you're like, man, the Bills are probably going to go after the contract because that's got nothing to do. It's a non-football injury. Oh. So that's doing something that would be, I mean, if you are – I, I'm a lawyer. I'm not an agent, so I don't know what the language is of his contract. Well, but wait, hold on, let's. let's you're gonna, is this when you played a lawyer? I'm going to put the list. I'm just saying, okay. if you most NFL most contracts state you can't do things like skydiving, you can't do things. Some guys can't even play basketball. They're not allowed right. to play anything like that. I'm yeah. guessing jet skis are on the list of things you can't do in the off season mm. because it could go. It could lead to this type of injury. Where again, he was stationary. He wasn't riding it, but somebody rammed him essentially with a jet ski and caused him to have not life threatening, but pretty serious injuries, resulting in he's done for the year. They already announced it. He is not playing football in 2023. Are jet skis and wave runners the same thing? Or no? yes, they are. Yes. The difference okay. between a wave runner and a jet ski is that jet skis generally, when they first came out, jet skis had a apparatus that would pop up that you could stand up on the jet ski. Wave runners were always sit down. So you would, you would jump wave runners were designed for the ocean more than like, you know, right. So you could run through waves. So you get hit and run through waves and not have to worry about it. So, Mm. but yes, they are generally considered they're, you know, motorized water vehicles that go pretty fast and you can lose track of them and you can lose control of them. And I mean, just wrong place, wrong time for an NFL running back. But if you're the bills trying to contend with, you know, the dolphins, Patriots, jets, everything else, it's a guy you were going to count on this year for your offense. Take that back. I did. I've ridden one time, my brother, Doug and I in Hawaii. Ooh, fun place to do it. When we did it. Yeah, that's right. We did do it. We took, uh, we took him out. It was, that was my senior trip. My mom took me and brother Doug to uh, Hawaii. And that was the only time I ever rode one. That's right. I don't know. This is it's 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 too bad because I think he had they had big plans for him in the running game. I would agree. And the other side affect the number. No, no. CJ Gardner Johnson, the defensive back for the Lions, got hurt during practice yesterday. They don't believe that it's season ending, but he did get carted off the field. So that's not good for him and the offense. I mean, sorry, the defense for the lions because the secondary was a major problem for them last year. They added uh guard Johnson, hoping to shore that up. So he got carted off. So these are the things you never want to hear or see as a fan, hoping your team's going to do something big, but it's just kind of part of the game. Guys are getting back into game shape. It sucks happens, but we'll watch and see what happens with that. All right. What happened this weekend? Uh, the little guy, Brian Harmon 
runs away with the open. Anticlimactic for you when a guy grabs a lead on Friday and never lets go of it? Watched it Thursday. I only watched highlights Friday because we were so busy and I was busy. He had a big lead. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch anything Saturday. He had a big lead. I watched uh, a little bit on Sunday, waiting for the charge. Rom came early. Mm-hmm. Um, Rory fell back. Was, yes, anticlimactic. I mean, it was cool to see him win his major. You know, that's a that's a career, that's a life changer, the whole thing. But as far as any drama or anything like that, that's like, that's Prez says that every Tuesday, drama. There's no drama. Was it uh, was it anticlimactic for you? Oh, yes. I mean, the betting made it more interesting for me. So Friday, I had a head-to-head that came down to the 17th green. Matthew Fitzpatrick overshot the 17th green, triple bogeyed 17. I had Spieth over Fitzpatrick. I got that. On Sunday, I had Jason Day against Tommy Fleetwood. It was they had a one-stroke lead before Fleetwood went to the 17th green, mm. flew it, triple bogey there too. So both mm-hmm. of my head-to-heads on the color tournament, there were two triple bogeys in the entire tournament. And both guys who did it on 17, I had I was going against the them of. in a head-to-head. Yeah. So very fortuitous. So you're living there. right. Yeah. I went three and oh that's on, called living right. Yeah. Yeah. I went three and oh on my open bets. So it's a you know, it's rarity for me to you know sweep the board on a mat on any major, but to go three and oh, it was it was pretty good. I I I like what I was watching. And we talked through on Friday, we talked through what round three was gonna look like for Brian Harmon and the, the book set it at 72 and a half. And we were like, you know, I was I was gonna fade him, and then you and I talked it out, and you were pointing out some very big things and good things about the course and where the guy was going to play, how he was going to play, the conditions he was going to play in. And 72 and a half was far too high. He shot a 69. So it came yeah. in way below there. So we got that right as well. So three and zero on the open. Yes, it was anticlimactic. Yes, it was fun to watch the guy play so surgically around the golf course. Right. But, but you never felt like he was in jeopardy. You never felt like anyone was going to come near the guy. Now, if you took Brian Harmon and removed him, we would have had a hell of a tournament. I mean, we would have had multiple, right. multiple yes. players yes. coming down the pike. You know, 17, 18 would have been grinding. Jason Day, I mean, all the big names were right there for the Claret Jug if you took out Brian Harmon. But the guy shot 13 under and ran away with the thing and nobody came close. Is it? Um, <laughs> so we talked about the weather being a factor all week and all these analysts and golf people did their work with intention that it was coming with wind and rain and all this other stuff. And wind and rain didn't come till Sunday. So Thursday, Friday, pretty nice, like balmy, like Saturday started to get a little whatever. And Sunday was rain was just nasty. Watching golf in the, sorry, Will, shit weather is kind of anticlimactic, is it not? Well, when it's 110 here. (laughs) <laughs> it's a little weird. It's a strange feeling. I actually kind of liked it watching, but but like for the average golf fan, right? Seeing it like you know the struggle and the wet and that you know they're holding the umbrella trying to. I don't know if that's good TV. Is it good TV? I mean, yeah, it's they like it. I mean, people, if you're not in it, you like watching other people in it. Oh, because 
it's not you oh. <laughs> and you feel good about the fact that it's not you like reality television. Exactly. Yes. You're watching someone else suffer and you're like, man, that must suck. Sucks to be you. <laughs> and so like, that's, that's the feeling I think people and people want to see carnage. I mean, that's the fun of the open and the U S open. We want to see carnage. We want to see these guys look like, you know, a guy on a Sunday afternoon with a 10 o'clock tea time standing at the local country club out there shooting a 95. That's what we want. <laughs> we want to see these guys have to be tested. Do and we? Yes, of course we do. Yes. I mean, I like to see it. I just want to see it close. Like I want to see it competitive. Right. That's what does it for me. I don't care if it's if it's competitive and they're trading birdies, it's 15 under, 14 under, and all that other stuff, and the conditions are perfect, good. If the conditions are tough and, you know, they're competing and they're fighting at minus two, minus one, and even, good. Like it doesn't – I just want to see it competitive. That's what the draw is for me. I don't know mm -hmm. if everybody's saying. No, but it's it not competitive. It's a tough watch. 100%. And you watch a guy kind of run away with it. And then we – this is the second year for this. We're done. There are no more majors in 2023. The next time we have a major is in April of 2024. Now the FedEx playoffs will go on and they want us and Vegas is involved in the FedEx playoffs. There's some new schedules. We'll have the playoffs here. So there is something that we get to watch and be a part of here in Las Vegas. But do you like this? That we're now basically there was the old adage when I was caddying for when I was growing up and I, I was a caddy at a country club called Indian Ridge Country Hold Club. On. You caddied for a summer? Summer. Years. I caddied, I caddied for years. I caddied from when I was basically 13 till I was 18. I so caddied. You carried a bag. But two bags. Talk. Two bags of loop. Right. And you didn't. Did, 50 bucks a bag. Okay. 18. And then I'd do right. sometimes, I would do two loops. I would do two and two in a day. Sometimes. This, is, this explains the calves. This is good to know. There's a lot of walking up hills. Oh, yeah. Was it a hilly course? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's Northern Massachusetts. So it's somewhat hilly. It's not like it's ridiculous, but yes. It's okay. Western Good Pennsylvania's course. mountains. You're walking. If you know the, the if you know the Corn Ferry Tour, Rob Oppenheim is a player who I don't know if he won the last Corn Ferry Tour, but he was leading after going into the weekend in the Corn Ferry Tour. Rob Oppenheim and I, and a bunch of our friends, we all we all caddied okay. together at, at Indian Ridge. Rob went on to become a pro golfer and still is. Okay, I'm. I'm. This is again. This is the portion of the show where I learned something <laughs> new about Peralt. This is great. Uh -huh. You having to carry two people's bags and not talk unless spoken to, which a lot of times the cat. Well, you never are around the players, though. Like you were like, like the way you, you went on a cart or you walked. No, you walk, but you always you essentially if you're a good caddy, at least if you're at country clubs, you understand that you ask the player, you read the you read the putt. Once the putt's done, you then take the bags and you go up ahead to scout the drive. Yeah. So you're ahead. You're not really talking to the players. You're you're the only time you're ever talking to the player is when you're actually on the course or sorry, on the green reading their putt. Right. Otherwise, you're ahead and you're you're trying to find their ball to make sure if their ball goes all crazy, you can right. go and find them and you drop each bag at the ball. They grab <gasps> the club, they hit the club, you take the ball, you go down, you give them a putter, you go down, and see the read, and then do it all for 18 holes, essentially. So it's not a lot of talking that going on, but yeah, I mean, you're you're talking to someone who's paying you 50 bucks plus tip to go around and you know this is in you know a while ago this was 19 
93, 30 40. years ago. Yeah. A long time ago. So 50, it was good. 50 bucks or bag. You make, you make 200 bucks in a weekend. It was damn good money. Hell yeah. So <laughs> it was, it was did good. People tip back then. Oh yeah. I mean, some people did. You got to know the members pretty well. You knew who you were getting. Like it was kind of funny. Like in the morning you would show up at six 30 in the morning and there was a caddy stand and you would all sit at the caddy stand. And then there was a head caddy master and they would come up and say, I need a caddy, blah, blah, blah. And then they would assign different caddies to different players. So you knew if someone was walking up after a while, that guy tips, that guy doesn't. And so you didn't want the guy who was going to tip, who didn't tip. You were all fighting for the guy who tipped the higher, you know, the <laughs> largest. And the caddy guy would know this. The caddy master would know there'd be kickbacks and other things that would come back. You could, you know, grease the caddy master to get the good time and the good players. Oh man, it's just there's a whole business going on. Oh, yeah. Speaking all of cash. business, all cash. Little order of business. I want to. Yeah. I just looked down on the chat, and E is watching the show live from his house, and he just wanted to shout out. But he said he wanted to shout us out for helping him on his path and getting him in his career and putting him in a position to start. We got to talk to him. We got e. something coming up into the month. <laughs> Listen, we're <laughs> just getting going started, brother. Yeah. Congratulations on the house purchase. It's phenomenal. Looking forward. It to looks awesome, it. by the way, bud. From what I've seen on social media, the it's, house looks great. It's great. It's awesome. Um, congrats. We got work to do. It's almost football season. So get settled, get unpacked yeah, because we got we got some shit to take care of again. And um you guys are gonna the brigade's gonna freak out. If if we do relax, but that's just uh, <laughs> If we do half of the stuff that we're talking about right now, we've got so many fun things going on right now. Contrary to Jessica's belief, she thought we were like out hanging out with, you know, strippers and throwing dice and drinking all night on Saturday. We went to dinner and literally had a strategic planning dinner over some really good Mexican food. Mm. And, you know, she said it was that you should have heard the intention, the, the stuff that she said, Kendall, tell your mother that me and Matt sat down for, three hours on a kid's recommendation on a dime. Wait, what's the name of that place? Mexican food. Eddie's. Oh, I can go. Right. I knew what it was when, yeah. but he told us I, we had never been there. We got there in 15 minutes because they were closing in 15 minutes right. <laughs> and we ate. And then we sat and we sat in a parking lot and the stuff we saw in the parking lot, walking off <laughs> in and out of Flamingo was a show in itself. Whoa. But we came up with some really good ideas. And yeah, we're going to reach out to UE and some other people in some places about um Sonic already knows. So I'm already we've already oh, he does? Sonic. Yeah, oh, we've already okay. reached out to Sonic. Sure. So he's already Sonic's already aware of 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 what of what some of the questions we got to throw at him. So some cool okay. things coming down the pike. All right, Dodgers so, took did you would like the schedule for the golf. I, I took the, the question away. Do you like the, the no more ma- no more majors until I masters? It. I hate it. Why? Because I understand, I, I, no. I understand what they're trying to do, but where I was going with the caddy thing is that there was an old adage that when we all caddied, that when the last major was played, the golf clubs went into the garage and did not come out until the following master's week. Right. So you wanted to elongate the season as long as possible. So the guys kept golfing and you could make more money. And then the course didn't become a ghost town. So the PGA championship being in August was a good thing. That was the last golf. And then right after that, then the Patriots season started in a way we went with that. So the PGA, the whole tour. Now the next thing we'll look forward to is coming up, you know, when 
the Ryder Cup for Ryder Cup years are there, but it's the FedEx playoffs, which start in September. So like we got a ways here. We have the entire month of August when it's just a silly season of, you know, it's golf PGA tour stuff, but no one talks about it or really bets it. So that's why I don't like it because I would rather have something in August to watch of significance because now there really isn't anything of significance until what August 26th when the first college football game gets played for golf. You mean no for anything for sports. But, but we're talking about pirates are playing the Padres. What is that not significant? It's not. It's like the World Cup. It's not really significant. It's significant what? to certain people. To certain people, the Women's World Cup is significant. To certain people, the Pirates game is significant. But to most people, the average Baltimore and the Phillies are playing today. That's a big game. Great. Most people don't care. I mean, the average person doesn't care. It's not, there's nothing that's going to stop people in their tracks to watch that. No one's like, oh, man, I'm going to be up at 1 o'clock in the morning watching Sweden play against whomever. Like, it's just it's not there. Cincinnati's playing the Brewers. Like, there's a big baseball game. That's fine. Those are all things relative to people in Cincinnati. It's not relative to somebody who's in New Mexico. They don't care about the Reds playing. It doesn't matter to them. The Women's World Cup, not a big deal to you? When Team USA plays, it is. But otherwise, no. Only when the Americans are playing is it anywhere. So are we off the rest of the summer, me and you? What are we doing? No, we got a lot of stuff to do. We got a lot of things. People all come into town. We've got, I mean, we got Bet Bash weekend. We've got Circa, we've got the Super Contest weekend. And then we got Circa Million weekend. We got August's book. That's fine. August is nuts for us. But for the public, for the general sports fans, no, I don't like the schedule. I wish the PGA Championship was in August. I don't like it in May. Get what they're doing. Don't like it in May. Delmar in Saratoga. Oh, Sean Alvarez is right. He came in the chat and said that. Guys, that that's big horse you, racing. You can have the horse, the horse racing guys for you horse guys. Uh, speaking of baseball, Dodgers took two of three from the Rangers. They are now up four games in the West. Are we concerned about the Diamondbacks? Because the Giants look like a team that's going to wind up being the real test for the Dodgers, not Arizona. Well, the Giants just had their worst losing streak of the season. Yep. They're on a five-game L. But they're only four games back. I know, but this whole thing's falling apart in the West. Mm-hmm. Diamondbacks back. Uh, Giants losing streak. Padres lose to the Tigers yesterday. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this, this, these Dodgers are getting hot. Just the, they're killing the baseball. On the road, they are psychotic right now. They're home against Toronto tonight. Did you see the line? Mm-hmm. Low. It's pick them. It was 130 last night. Now it's pick. Wow. It's pick them now. <laughs> That's good for my bet on the game. I didn't bet the side, but I bet the total. Under. Yep. What'd you get? What number? Nine and a half. That's the number. Okay. Well, some books are going to nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. We should uh, we should start doing consulting services for the lines. <laughs> you learn a lot. Aren't you learning a lot with the with the overnights? Oh, way more. <laughs> like so for three years of looking at it, I was reacting to it. Now I can almost predict it. Now I'm able to see it and I can kind of I'm beginning to be able to say, all right, that number's gonna go that way, not that number's gonna go that way. Uh, so yes, I am I am yeah, I've Learned a lot and still learning a lot with the overnight. Of numbers. course, you some of the numbers are complete in total. Sorry, will bullshit, and they move. 
because for like the Dodgers game, the Dodgers game against the Rangers, the number one over team at home and the number one over team on the road opened at nine and a half. Sorry, Will. And the fucking number went down. <laughs> First move. <laughs> who, the, who? I mean, that I don't I, I called you and told you I said. That's a head fake, right? There's no way that's a real move. Like, there's no way people are betting under. The Dodgers scored 16 runs themselves that night. They scored 16 runs themselves. Not the the game. Team total, 16 runs. Like, what are we doing? Amazing how that happens. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? That's just an absolute setup. Um, Just keep chasing that CLV. As long as you keep chasing that CLV. I mean, you want to always get the best number. I didn't never said that, but... When the opening line stinks and you beat the opening number or or you take the better number that it moves to later, do you get credit for that? And no. No, you really don't. And you should. Yeah. So when careful chasing that. But that's uh, that's a good number. That that's 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 it's very interesting. <laughs> um there might be places that can't be. Uh, the, the, the Blue Jays may end up favored by game time tonight. Wow. Just what I'm looking at a couple books, which would be crazy to me, because, but it's Grove. And every time Grove pitches, it's, you know, it's a bet against the Dodgers. Well, really? Okay, good luck. Yeah. So. Why? Just because he's not that good? I mean, he's not that good, but the offense can score and overcome. Yeah, that's, that's one of those things that sometimes these – just get in a certain pattern. Okay. They bet certain ways. I mean, Texas and Houston's another one tonight. Great baseball game. Houston's at home. Texas is going to be favored. Wow. Yeah. Big business. I don't like that because I have a play on the total in that game too. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment today. We'll get to that and we'll get to that in better to book it. The Orioles take three of four from the Rays. They lead the East by two games. Can the Orioles July stay there? 24th. Can the Orioles stay here? We're about to go to August. We're, we've already, we're about to go into, we're not there yet, but we're about three weeks away from the final poll, which is yeah. Labor Day. Yeah. And this Orioles team is crushing the baseball. Yes. Do you buy it? Because uh, Mark Zinno yesterday made a couple of interesting points to me. He said there's too many teams in contention right now that are all offense and no defense. And he thinks that in playoff Orioles baseball, are one of them. Well, they can be. Yeah. I mean, they got good defense, but they're, I mean, pitching staff is somewhat untested in the postseason. They don't have a dominant ace to go to in game one. The Reds are the same way. You know, you you look at the, even the Dodgers. The Dodgers are a team that score a lot of runs, and their pitching is okay. It's not outstanding, not typical Dodger like. Yeah, Diamondbacks. I mean, there's just a lot of mediocre pitching in baseball. This is the thing, right? When's the last time the Orioles were in the playoffs? There's oh not a goodness, not a person on Cal? this team. Cal Ripken? No, 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 no. It was like 2000. I bet it was somebody find it and put it in the chat. The last time the, I'm going to say 2016. What? They were in the the playoffs as early as 10. I was going to say 10 years is my number. Yeah. Within the last 10 years, they were in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. I I can't think. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But like, I thought today was the 31st of July. I just I, I looked at, I I I really thought we were on the null the following Monday. I was, I was that's Here why I was ahead. like not in a panic like 
to get things settled. I really thought August 1st was tomorrow. tomorrow. I I looked at the calendar. I was like, it's Monday. Oh, it's the 31st. Oh, I mean, we got a couple more days. We got a little bit of breathing room. I feel better. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So we got time to make these calls and get these other people to give us this bullshit answers. Sorry, Will. (laughs) I supposed to say sorry, Will, before. Anyhow, um, can the Orioles? Yes, I think the Orioles can. I think their lineup is deep enough. I think they have enough bullpen help to stay in games that that, that are five, four, six, five. You know, and the starting pitching. Listen, I don't know if it's like the running back situation, or not later. Only the elite of the elite are getting these deals and the starting pitching. I mean, they're changing the whole thing. There's openers. I saw two openers yesterday. Just with full intentions of throwing one inning. I don't even understand what the purpose is. The Orioles bullpen has an ERA of 369. That is seventh, uh, sixth best in Major League Baseball. Right. Whip-wise, though. Not great. 1.32 near the bottom of the league in whip. So they do put runners on base, which is somewhat scary, but they are last or sorry, they're first in fewest home runs given up in 33 home runs given up. So Linus it, scrimmage or Linus. I don't know if it's Linus or Linus, but it's right. L-I-N-U-S. But thank you again for putting it in the chat. Orioles lost in a wild card game versus Toronto. It was the Encarnacion walk-off in 2016. Oh, okay. And when was JC the last time they KC, were in an actual series? JC oh. from KC said the Royals swept them in 2014. Ah, okay. Close. So, Almost 10 years. Okay. Yeah. So it's a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. They're excited in Baltimore. It Our man be. Kevin, they should down be. at the down at Circa. He's he's trying to get airline tickets to go back or trying oh. to get out to San Diego because they're in San Diego in August. Right. Seeing your team in person, you know. I mean, you oh, picked yeah. up and went to the World Series game. Oh yeah, it's t- it's go time when your team's in it. It's and they've fun. sucked for a long time. the The difference is when they're good after being really bad. Yes, that's what makes it super exciting. Because now you're, yes. oh my gosh, I get to f- experience what everybody everybody else has been experiencing. Yes, <laughs> and rubbing in my face <laughs> for how many years about how good their team has been and my team has stunk. So yes, I I totally agree. Speaking of another now, one, that students, you, now that you just said that 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 sounds like like people talking to me with the about the Pirates. Pirates? Correct. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Reds have won five straight. The Reds are a really interesting team because, like. Bullpen wise, eh, <laughs> not great. ERA wise is okay. Bullpen wise, starting pitching wise, not great. I mean, they're one of these teams. They're not as bad as the A's, but I don't know how many people are jumping up and down saying like they buy that the Reds leading the wild card. They would play the winner of the Central right now. So they would get the weakest division winner being the number one wild card team right now. Can't play your own division though. You can't. Oh, so that stinks. That's a bad break <laughs> for them. I forgot about that caveat. Okay. But they have a negative run differential, Dave. I know. Them and the Marlins, they have a negative run. They have given up 500 runs <laughs> this year. 500. 
That puts uh. them in a very elite category of teams this year. The Rockies have given up 500 runs. The A's have given up over 600 runs. The the Royals have given up 500 runs. Those are the only teams in baseball who have given up 500 runs. And the Reds are in the playoffs right now. But the seasons, there's still like 60 games left. Okay. They ain't in the playoffs yet. They were in the playoffs if the season ended today. I don't know if that's sustainable. I really don't know if that's sustainable. But it's a fun story. It is. Um, Because everything changed when they brought up De La Cruz. Yeah. Everything flipped. It's a lot of those numbers. Look, the ballpark is nearly full every night. You've got energy in the park. It's all flies out of the launching pad. It's a launching pad, but both two out of the three games this weekend went under. So go figure there (laughs) on that. But, you know, Ashcroft pitching today against Ray. We'll get to that game game in a second. But yeah, that's 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 a tough one. So So I didn't look at the wild card standings yet today. They lead it. Who are the other two NL wild card teams in if the season ended today? The Reds are a half a game ahead of the Diamondbacks. Okay. And the Giants are tied with them. A half a game back are the Phillies and the Marlins. And then five and a half games back are the Cubs. So really right now, three spots, five teams going after it. Hmm. Reds, D-backs, Giants, Phillies, Marlins. Diamondbacks and Marlins have both swooned, losing eight of ten. Senior member Roger Long uh, of the brigade just came in the chat and said the Cubs are the only team in the division with a positive run differential that tells you who's coming. Oh, Roger. Would you rather have the Cubs Roger, Roger, or the Reds Roger. out Red. of the Central Reds. if you get a wild card team? Who'd you rather play or who'd you, who would you – Who do you think right now if you could if, – if one of those two teams – is going to make it. The Reds have a six-game lead on them. Reds. I'm not worried about the Cubs. No. Cubs are under they 500. Have a run differential. Yippee. They've scored 479. They have a losing record on the road, and they're over. They're one game over 500 at home. What's the Reds' record on the road? 27 and 20. Wow. That's good. Yeah, but that only 28 good. and 26 at home, which is kind of odd. Well, they're, they're April stunk. Mm-hmm. Yep. They got blasted in games, too. Yep. So, I mean, man. they're not out from winning the division, too, by the way. The Brewers are only half a game up on them. One oh, game without in the, a doubt. In the, in the I still column. think so. I, I can't believe that there's a team that's going to get a wild card out of the Central. I don't think <laughs> it's going to happen. Right. But right now it would. I mean, just because of the swooning going on with the Diamondbacks, right. Marlins, Giants. No more than they lose, and the hotter the Reds get. The Reds are fifty-five and forty-six. They're almost ten games over five hundred. I mean, you went to, you enter August ten games over five hundred. You got to feel pretty good about your you chance to make yes. get a wild card spot. Yes, you know you got to feel yes. like we play five hundred ball the rest of the way. Ten games over five hundred should get you a wild card spot. You would think. Got a lot of people in in a, in a chat today too from Chicago. Mm. And they're trying, you know, Bellinger's carrying the Cubs right now. Thank he you, Konowinski. The Cubs bullpen is horrible. Diablo 666, he's absolutely right. Um, I met a guy yesterday named Ron. Okay. Who was uh, cooking 
and singing. Great, like having fun at work. Just okay. a pleasure to absolutely turned him on to the show. Hmm. He's a White Sox guy. He said okay. that team is the biggest disappointment in Chicago. Fair. Bigger than the Cubs? I mean, 41 and 60 is pretty darn bad. I mean, that's Fair. bad, bad. They're, they're 15 games under 500 on the road. In the AL Central, which is not really a very good division either. Just for the record, JC from KC, I ain't coming at you. I don't hate on you because of the Royals, but they stink. The, the Tigers stink. The, the the White Sox are bad, bad. I mean, the teams to look oh, at, if you man. want to fade bad baseball teams on the road, the Royals on the road are 13 and 37. The A's on the road are 13 and 35. The Rockies on the road are 16 and 34. I mean, those are really bad hey. baseball teams on the road. That's a super caca. Yeah, those are really, really bad teams on the road. Watch your ears. All right, time for Otani Watch. It is the week of the trade deadline. Yes. Otani hits number 36 at home. It's the last home game for the Angels yesterday before the deadline. Yes. As we head towards the week in a road trip for Los Angeles. Yes. How are we feeling about the potential for Otani to be traded? What are the odds? I don't think he's trading. I would agree. I've been saying this all along. It's a monster mistake, but they... Their standings, that's why. They're right there for a wild card. Give the road trip. What's the next seven days? Well, here's where they are. Just right now, the Angels are 51 and 49. They're four games behind a wild card spot at the moment. Rays lead it four and a half games up on the Astros. Astros are a game up on the Blue Jays. Red Sox are two games behind Toronto. The Yankees are two games behind Toronto and the angels are four games behind them. Seattle is four and a half. Hold on. You know what? I don't want to start being an associate producer too, but you know what work right now? After you, a graphic right here of the standings. Yeah, it's fine. Because we're not talking about standings. Don't matter. I'm not pulling this right now. Last time I did this, I pulled the wrong standings. So I'm not doing it live on the air. It's fine. Relax. Tim Kirchin just called this one of the most difficult situations he's ever seen for a team as to what they should do here. The road trip for the angels. This is extremely difficult for them. The road trip will be this and they should do fairly well on it. They are going to Detroit Detroit. for three, Toronto for three, then the trade deadline. And then Kansas City, right? Nope. Then at Atlanta, home for Seattle, home for San Francisco, at Houston, at Texas, home for Tampa, home for Cincinnati. Holy crap. The first 23 days of August, they're going to get the living bleep kicked out of them. They're going to hold on to him. And then we're all going to sit here on August 24th. And we're going to go, oh, they're eight games out. Why didn't you trade them? Because that's coming. Is it? Yes, that is coming. They're going to get annihilated the second the calendar flips to August. What if Trout comes back and they win more games than they lose? Just win more games than they lose. All they have to do through that stretch is go 500. They're not going to go 500 in that stretch. Every team they're playing is over 500. 
This is not a good, this is not a good baseball team. Angels are not a good team. Hmm. They're going to have a big problem and they're going to justify holding on to Watani simply because of what they're doing right now. Dick, what do you want? We're only, we're eight games out of first place, but only four games out of a wild card. We've got to hold on to them. If somebody overpays, they're going to trade them. But I don't think anybody's going to overpay. Oh, they why are literally would you, going there's to There's only down. one team that, over, well, that will overpay. It's only one. The Dodgers are the only, no, the Dodgers are the only team that will overpay. They're not going to overpay. Because they can sign him. Exactly. That's the last team that I think would overpay. So the Dodgers are the only ones that feel very strong about a position they would take saying, if Otani comes here, we're keeping him. So we can give up a lot. Right. Everyone else that trades or wants to trade for him would have to deal with the fear of leaving, of him walking out the door. Rentals. Look, Texas, I think, is alive for a rental. I think Seattle is alive for a rental. I think the Yankees are alive for for a rental. But the Angels are not going to just give him away. They're going to want a huge haul, even for a rental. They're going to want a gigantic package for him to justify the move. It's so messed up because if they hold them trying to make the playoffs and then they have a three-game series without home field advantage, they may play one game, one game. Like, what are we doing? Like, do you legitimately think you have a chance to to win multiple playoff series, short series? So you're coming with him in game one, Mm -hmm. and then what? You know, and you better set up the pitching matchup. I guess it's him and Detmers, maybe. Okay, sure. One, two, and then roll the dice in third game. I don't know if the answer is to trade him or not. It depends, I guess, what you're getting. You know, give me that. Like you hear people talk about that with houses. Give me a price that's going to make me call the movers. 26 and 22. 22 and 26. Road record for the Angels this season. Wild card series on the road, most likely. Even if they make it, they're going to be on the road for three games. Best of three. Good luck. I don't, I, I don't see it. I don't know. I, 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 but you put yourself in this position. Maybe, maybe he's going to stay. I think in wait, sign long-term. What if already's in there saying, nah, he ain't signing long-term. He ain't signing long-term. There's no, 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 no. He's looking at Mike Trout's career going, yeah, dude, I ain't being like you. I ain't going to be stuck here. No way. I'm leaving. I'm out. I got the door. I'm walking out of it. Goodbye. I don't know. Tony just, Gwynn stayed and San Diego went to the World Series twice. This is not, this is not similar. This is not a similar situation with, with Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn was drafted, developed with the Padres. He was an American. He had a tie. He had emotional connections. Otani is not tied to the Angels the same way. The Angels are tied to him. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You see yeah. how much he yeah. ties. Well, you yeah. watch the games. I watched a lot of the Pirates and Angels. I was glued to the TV. It was fun. I was going to go. Couldn't even get the kids to go there. And I'm paying. I wanted to go to the game. I didn't want to go to the game. I'm still mad about it. But, <laughs> like, the whole the whole thing is around him. Like, it should be. He has that buzz. You've been in stadiums. You know this. When certain guys are up. Everything stops. Like the vendors stop yelling. Right. Like everything is on. When there's water, to, I've been around in watching pitchers pitch 
where it's like you used to go up, you know, when a visiting team was pitching or whatever. When certain guys are pitching, you don't get up while they're pitching. You run to the bathroom while they're not pitching. So few and far between. He's that guy. I just yeah. can't believe to get nothing. 36 home runs right now. And he could walk for a conditional draft pick. That's what they would get back for Otani. That's a conditional draft. How do you overcome that? You got to move them. You've got to move them. You have to make it, you know, tell everyone, look, give us your best offer this week and let's keep on talking, keep on talking and see what you can get. But the more that it leaks out that Moreno's saying, I'm not trading him, the worse the market becomes. So if I'm the Angels, I'm trying to get as much dialogue going as possible, trying to drive the price, going back and forth and, you know, make teams negotiate against themselves. You know, this is unlike anything we've seen before because he's not just a hitter. He's both an ace and a hitter. JJ, our valet friend. What's up? He came in the chat and said, boy, he'd be great in Giants Stadium. Of course he would. He's right. He's 100% correct. And they could re-sign him. The Giants are a team that could re-sign him and keep him. The three teams are the Dodgers. Because here's the thing that we talked about last week. If you trade him to a National League team, he can't break the AL home run record. So you don't have to worry about that. You send him to, to Seattle, he could set the home run record in a Mariner uniform and you lose, lose out on all that revenue. So Wait I think if he, so he's not the official record holder. If he gets traded midseason, if he hits 70 home runs, correct. He'll do it in the national league. It'll, it'll be Bonds' record, not going after judge's record. Oh, what the hell are we talking about here, sir? Just, just the truth. This is what it is. He will, if he hit 70 home runs, he would be number two. He'd be behind, behind Barry Bonds for the most in a single season, but it would not set the American league record. Judge holds the American League record. So you, so I think cross off every American League team. They're not trading him to an American League team. So now it's the, the National League teams. And I think there's only three of them that are realistic. Padres, Dodgers, Giants. <laughs> you, could do a Juan Soto, you, you could do a Juan Soto swap, potentially, but you would then run the risk of losing him if you're the Angels and get really nothing for Otani but it would keep you competitive this season. Not off, not defensively, but offensively it would keep you competitive. Him and Trout would be a formidable one, two in the lineup. I can't believe the best player in the game. A guy who's a generational talent. We're talking about trading him. It just doesn't The game's different. It's a game. I don't know. I, I, cause he's made it that way though. Like Otani could say, I'm not going anywhere. He said, I don't like losing. He's made it clear. I don't like losing. So he doesn't want to be there. Who he does? Wants, right. No one does. So, but Mike Trout, Mike Trout likes losing. So Mike Trout does not like he does. losing. That's why he signed there. Mike Trout knew exactly the bed he was going to be put into. And he went in there sucking his thumb all with his binky. He was he all likes in. living where he's at. Yeah, exactly. He likes losing. Otherwise, if he liked winning, he wouldn't be in Los Angeles with the angels or he actually would be a vocal guy saying, what are you guys doing? You're going to trade this guy? Mike Trout could blow up the trade market if Mike Trout wanted to. Mike Trout goes in front of a microphone and says, you're going to trade this dude? I just locked myself into you guys, and you're going to trade the best player we've all ever seen? Are you insane? But no, Mike Trout's a company man. You know, Mike Trout likes to be quiet, likes to be away from the microphones, just wants his you know, 
contract and be good. I mean, you don't negotiate another man's contract, do you? Sure you do. When it involves your life and your livelihood yourself, it involves what's happening on your team. This is Mike Trout's team, right? I get the point. It's Otani's money. And if he wanted to leave, make him leave. But Mike Trout has every opportunity to make his opinion loud right now this week. And it's church mites. It's silence. It's nothing, which is what he always is. And then he's like, why don't I get more endorsements? Because no one hears from you ever. Hmm. Uh, Bonds went to San Francisco when no one else thought he did or would or whatever. He just picked up and left. Right. They ended up building around him and getting better. And, you know, he went through a lot of time where he wasn't in the playoffs. And then we, he had no playoff success whatsoever. None. It takes time, It you know, but you got to go to the right place that wants to keep building. Wait, who's, who is Bonds in this situation? Trout or Otani? No. Otani. How many years? Okay, Otani, because Mike Trout's been in the Angels for a long time. He's played, I think, a grand total of two playoff games, right? Well, yeah, no, but he signed there right. with intention like, you know, Bonds did. Bonds just picked up and went and took the money, stayed. He wanted to live in California. He wanted to go to San Francisco, whatever. Right. They weren't good when he went. Yeah, but, you know, they it would have been oh, more him staying with the Pirates would be more comparable if Bonds stayed in Pittsburgh then it would be more comparable to what Trout did. Trout could have picked up and gone anywhere. And then I think you're right. The analogy is accurate, but he chose to stay with the team that drafted him, developed him. He chose to keep himself in the losing situation. Bonds took him out of the losing situation and went to San Francisco to a bad team, took the contract, and then they built around him. It doesn't always work though, is what I'm saying. So Otani can pick up and go. If he goes to the Dodgers, it will. Yeah. You know, but he'll walk. I mean, that's where he's going to go. I mean, he's going to sign with the Dodgers. I'd be stunned if he's not wearing Dodger blue next year, regardless of where he gets traded to. The Dodgers are going to give him everything that they can hand. You know, the biggest contract in the history of sports, you know, they'll give it to him. Right. Because that's what they have the ability to do because they know what they will make off of him. The ballpark will be filled every night. 50,000 people every night. They'll make so much money off of Tawny be insane and the asian market everything else they'll make off of it it's that it's that you don't see i I mean you know i've talked about it with yao ming yao ming went to houston stayed in houston and brought a whole country with him like people that never knew what basketball was knew who the houston rockets were right and stayed up at night to watch his games you can't i don't know how you measure all that but you become a worldwide brand yeah when you become otani's team Figure out the money. If we've you, seen if you, it, yeah, we've seen other Asian players. It's how it's happened. The it happened with the Yankees, with a couple of their players, the Red Sox with their players, Ichiro with Seattle. Like we we've seen it in baseball, where a player who has, I mean, even right now with what, what's going on with with the Red Sox with Yoshi, I mean, the Red Sox their their ratings are high overseas. Their 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 sales of merch is high overseas because right. of players like Yoshi. Right. So the Red Sox could make a play like that in from a rental perspective and go and try to pull off Otani and then convince him to stay with with Yoshi. That's possible. But I don't think he gets moved inside the American League. I think he gets moved to the National League. And I think they would prefer if they could put him on the Mets, I think that they would. The same way where like the, what? the yeah, the same way the Patriots sent Jimmy Garoppolo out west to San Francisco is the same thing they'd love to do. 
send them out of the time zone and out of the conference. Oh, the Angels. Yeah, the Angels want to send them oh, as far away as yeah. possible. I thought you meant Otani's people. No, you, no, 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 I don't want to go to the Mets. What if the Mets won? Oh, look at that face. You're frozen. Snap your fingers. Holy crap, you look so serious. <laughs> you looked angry. You Good. look like your daughter just spilled something all over the white carpet. <laughs> Holy crap. We back? You're yes, back sir. now. Yes. Okay. Um, the Mets... They they would want to send Otani to the Mets to send him out of the time zone and out of the conference, out of the league. But if you're Otani's people, you ain't going to the Mets. You want to win, right? But there's no he he doesn't have a, a no trade clause. He can't say where he wants to go. So they with, can send with him with intentions to sign. Yeah, but that's what I mean. But like the Mets offer may not be the best. I'm just saying if they could pick where they want to send him, put him you know three hour different. People are stuck in traffic, you know, in L.A. and they can't watch the Mets games. That's mm. what they want. So the games start at four o'clock. So that's what if they picked. I don't think they're going to pick. I think they're going to keep them. I think they just are going to say, you know what? We don't want to be known as the second coming of no, no, Nanette. Right. And it's, it's ridiculous, but they should absolutely trade them. But I don't think that they're going to. All right. Three games today. You mentioned it earlier, Texas and Houston. It's a pick them. Who do you like in this one? Big game in the, we know watching big a line move right now. Texas is favored. You know, a big business is going to be pulling for here. Yeah. Texas finally got a win against the Dodgers. So did that spark them here to the Houston stick on Houston? Yeah, this will they'll bet gray. They'll definitely bet gray. You can see the line moving now. What's the total? Uh refresh. Nine under Six. minus one twenty. Yeah. I knew I knew the number was gonna move. You like under? Yeah. I like because Houston doesn't score. Not at all, man. And they're off their offense. It's not in at home. So, they don't score. It's it's funny because there was some good playoffs like series this weekend, and I wanted yeah. to watch baseball. And I come downstairs after finishing Sports Grid Friday night, and the Houston Astros and Oakland A's are on. And I'm like, can we put the Pirate game on? Otani's pitching against the Pirates. And they're like, no, we're watching Zach. Uh, I said, Zach who? Geloff. Nice kid. The A's, the A's kid. kid. They yeah. know three of the A's players. Nice. As they watched them, and they're in a lineup. So I lost the control of the TV. I lost the Aux, AUX. They they, 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 they they would not let me put the pirate game on. I had to go banished back upstairs to my room, kicking <laughs> and screaming, unfortunately. Red Brewers, slight favorite from Milwaukee. Let's see. Flip a coin. Right. Yeah. Literally have no idea. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm no idea. No, I'm with you. Not strong. Not. I mean, yeah, no no strong feeling either. Phillies Orioles is the game. uh, The the last game we'll touch on before better to book it. I don't know what to do with this game either. Over. Um. By the way, T R P for you. I just looked down in the chat. He wants to start a T P. Are you with me? Question mark. Wants to grow the show. Merch Thanks. store wants to set up one today for us. So do we. So welcome so, to the conversation course, we're having right now. That's we're having that conversation. I don't know why the show doesn't have more people watching. We appreciate the people that are here watching. Tell somebody. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Follow along on YouTube. A lot of people listen to this show only. They don't watch it live. Right. After the fact, we're on yeah. all over the country live at this time, but not a lot of you know. Not everybody can get on and watch it. Right. At some point, hopefully they will. Let's buy bots. I don't care. Get more people watching it. Whatever we got to do. This is that model hat I just had done. Oh. This is one of the ones. Yeah. 
That's so gorgeous. It's pretty good. I'm sending that I out. I would off. say that almost looks like a Florida Gator version. It's blue and orange. And close. he did it for the Knicks. Okay. But it'll go with the Gators. It'll yeah. go with the this. It'll go with the it could go with anything. I see Gator. You froze again. Snap your fingers. Must be looking up something. One, right two, now. one, two. No, oh, no, you're frozen. There you're back. Okay. All right. So on that. Um, uh Phillies and Orioles. Initial lean, we got to dive deep into this one. Got to see how the Orioles are hitting lefties. That's the first thing I'm looking at. Okay. Two, they're coming off a big series. The, the, my right. initial thought is to play Phillies. Philadelphia. Yeah, that's why they're juiced. But it's coming down. I mean, it opened up some ridiculous number, minus 135. It's minus 120 now. All right. So if you want the, the rant section of the show – this is the rant section of the show. Oh, shit. Formula One yeah. has informed. Yes, they did. Different businesses on the Las Vegas Strip mm-hmm. that they will build mm-hmm. structures to block the venue, restaurant, bar, club, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. They will build structures that will prevent their people from being able to watch the F1 race coming up Mm -hmm. here in November, unless they're willing to pay. Mm. Do you know how much money, Dave, these greedy bastards are trying to make people in Vegas pay? Did you see this number? No. They want up to $1,200 a head <laughs> for your max capacity, whatever it is on your oh, license. On your license, they, they always they used to do that. They used to come in a book and tell us that. For pay-per-view numbers, whatever your license for, fire marshal-wise, whatever your capacity number yeah. is, yeah. times that by $1,200 or even $1,500 mm-hmm. a head. Mm-hmm. For bars and restaurants that have, you know, some capacity, it's pretty damn big. Yeah. One place was quoted $2.2 million to have people to it's watch. It's probably like the, the beer garden or something, like one of those right there where they're just going to drive right by it. You know, they can put a lot of people up top there. Um, well, guess what? We're not paying. <laughs> That's the first thing. Just like when they come to us and like, hey, hey guys, you know, we, we'd love the show. We'd love you to pay, you know, to come on. We're not paying. We, 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 we can't. We're not doing it. We're going to keep doing the show. They're going to run the race. <laughs> what are one, they going to do? Are they one? They're going to walk. One casino, yeah, one casino owner told the New York Post, quote, they are literally shaking people down, saying they will obstruct views unless they pay them. Yeah. It seems insane that they're asking for money, given that it's a public event taking place in the streets of Las Vegas, which it is. It's taking place. Like, what, are you telling me that if I own a high-rise casino sorry, a high-rise apartment in one of the places that could look down on the strip mm-hmm. that I have to pay you <laughs> because I get to watch the race from my living room? Or what? If I don't pay you, what happens? 
They build structures. He said one one source said, I, quote, there, there's a real chance of obstructing views with stands and barricades. I know the hotels are upset about it and they're trying to figure out how they'll play along. Yeah. Letters were sent to, like you mentioned, the Black Tap Craft Burgers and Beer, uh-huh. Beer Garden in Planet Hollywood. Yeah. Which are right there. Okay. So they made this deal. Those places were there. They're going to come run the race. Those places are there. The race is going to leave. Those places are still going to be there. Yep. At no point, you didn't come up to them and say, in fairness, listen, we're going to run this track and we're going to run this race. Your people, what do you think here? Let's try to work together. How many people is your capacity? We'll charge you X. Fill the place up. And we'll take a cut. That's how you're supposed to work together. Instead, you have a stranger walking into your neighborhood telling you, we're having a parade, but you can't watch unless you pay. Well, wait a second. It's our neighborhood. What are you talking about? Well, we're going to build a wall to make sure you can't watch the parade. (laughs) I'd say, you know what? Sorry, Will. Build the fucking wall. I'm going to get a chair and I'm going to sit out here like this and watch you build the wall because I don't give a shit about your parade. That's what's going to happen. It's already becoming acrimonious, is it not? Well, they came back and asked for 40 more million dollars. That hacked off people in Vegas right away. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you want? They're like, not only are you blowing up the streets and making all of our lives a living hell, now you're coming back and saying, yeah, the estimate was too low. We want $40 more million. Please pay it to us, please. Thank you. Like, this is going south fast. This is not going the way that anyone locally is going to say, yeah, that was a good idea. Let's keep doing that for 20 more years. This is not a one-time thing. I was this told is a- it was 10. No, it's a 20-year deal. It's 20 years? It's a 20 year, maybe the 10 year out, but there's, but it's, it's, it's for 20 years. This thing is going to be as of right now on the books here in Vegas. Why they built the paddock. They're spending all that money for, to house all these cars. And supposedly the paddock will be used for other things, you know, during the year. The idea is to have a NASCAR race one day on the strip as well. Like there's all these plans for what's going to happen here, but this is a really bad look for F1 <laughs> to go to, places that are you know establishments that are being charged because you're running an event on a public street and you're closing off that public street to run this event and you're going to say yeah fifteen hundred dollars per head per your fire marshal license so if i have two thousand people i gotta pay you what just for an event that takes place for over three days uh yeah, that'll bankrupt me, and I will never make that back. Thank you very much. I After we signed up, uh, John, Yeah, I went down to Palazzo to meet nice. Meadowlands Rob. Oh, good. Because he got a hat, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to send it because I'm going to send out the new batch today after the show. Okay, good. They're changing the whole parking lot. At Venetian and Palazzo. Because they're charging. For because parking, because of the F1 race. Because of the F1 race. And it's hard enough. Like, it's easy now to get in there. You know, you just come in, 
cross Spring Mountain, and then turn, and that guy waves at you, and you go. Yep. At the bottom of that, they're building the gates that go in and out. Right. Yep. And that's going to be a backup that's going to be a royal pain in the ass because that's not meant to be charged. (laughs) Do you know? Yeah, we do because we work there. Yes, we know what's coming. We know during CES when they have the convention center full, when the Sands Convention Center is full, that parking lot already is a really big problem. But now you're going to have a backup because it's inevitable. Somebody forgets their card. Someone forgets their ticket. Somebody's credit card won't work. Whatever it might be. We see it all the time. But at least the MGM properties and Caesars properties are large enough that they don't empty directly onto a road that backs up already. It already backs up on it. Spring Mountain already gets backed up. The wind already has massive traffic going right there on that intersection. And now you're going to make it even worse during the big. Oh, you're frozen. Oh, the rent, the rent was going to be clipped and you froze. It's terrible. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Everything about it is terrible. What's happening in Vegas is right now that somebody has to grab a hold of what's going down with this F1 situation. Someone needs to be the voice of reason and be like, you guys are turning this entire who, thing into a charade and it's pissing off. Who I don't know. I'm the governor, Joe Lombardo. Somebody needs to come in here because they're in one, on it. That you're, you're right. They are in on it. I, I hear you. Cause there's not one person right now that I've spoken to about the event who lives here in Las Vegas, who is even remotely interested or excited about this thing coming here. Now, I know it's for the international people. It's for the Monaco crowd, and I get all that, okay? This is about taking their money when they come in here. And if I, I mean, now when it's all said and done, maybe we're all singing praises, and this was amazing. We all made so much money. But right now, the headache that's going on this summer for this event and what is happening because of this is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I'll give you another little antidote. So I said goodbye to Rob and his wife. Jen, and they're telling me the story about getting the cab to come up the strip to back to Venetian Palazzo to have dinner where they were having dinner at Yardbird at 830 on a Sunday night with a gigantic rainstorm coming and nothing really going on in Vegas. Right. Literally. They got out of the cab because they weren't moving on Las Vegas Boulevard. They got out of the cab. They gave the guy the money. And said, we're out. We'll walk the rest of the way. On a Sunday in July with nothing going on. In 110 heat with a thunderstorm bearing they said, down on they the said, They said, we'll walk, we'll walk inside and then we'll jump out. Whatever. They didn't yep. care about the rain coming. They didn't care about how hot it was. They said, we can't sit in this traffic anymore. We have an 8.30 dinner reservation. We gave ourselves 45 minutes to go a mile or wow. two miles or wherever they jumped in. And they said, to hell with this. Like, so people from Vegas, locals, we get curmudgeon and we get kind of we bitch about things and all that other stuff. I'm a little more open-minded. I'm like, look, I just tell the truth. It's fucked up <sighs> and it ain't getting better. No, it's bad, 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 bad. Oh, 
Bowling with the Brigade Proxy Service NFL Story of the Day. You guys can join and be a part of this. If you need a proxy this season, you can text us 702-570-8255. We signed up somebody yesterday, signed up somebody today. And August is going to be very, very busy. You guys signed text us to get an Saturday. It's 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 coming. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. <laughs> They're lining up these times in August. I, I don't know what August is going to be like. I, I I don't know. There are only 800 some odd signups for Circa Million at the moment. 870, going, I think it was. Okay, 870, nearly 900 signups. They will end with 5,000. There are 4,000 entries, more than, coming. Yes. <laughs> in the month of August. Yes. In a very condensed period of time that we will see this number skyrocket now we're they're pacing ahead of schedule for survivor like we yes. thought they're going to wind up with ten thousand entries for survivor it's i'm pretty confident of that will they get to six thousand entries for the circa million well we'll spend you know the month of august trying to help out and expanding you know talk about that with circa with the million i think they probably get to five no they, no they'll get to five they might not get to six that's the overlay so Circa Million may have a $1 million overlay, which you poker players always love to go and target. The difference is oh, they, yeah. they need 8,000 for Survivor to get over on the overlay, and they may be 2,000 over, so 2 million over on Survivor, which makes up for the overlay for Circa Million. So mm. we'll see how it happens. But if you'd like to book us to be your proxy for either the Westgate Super Contest or Circa Million Survivor, 702-570-8255. Send us... A text. All right. Over the weekend, Dave, the running backs who are looking for new deals, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler is one of them. He's going to get yes. wants a new deal in the future as well. Yes. Nick Chubb was in there, all yes. held a Zoom call to whine and complain and to basically tr- come up with a strategy. Is in that today? It's today, no, the Zoom call, no? No, it was on Saturday. Oh, okay. Okay. They had it on Saturday. All right. To have a, con- a long conversation about what they should do. At the end of it, Nick Chubb was asked yesterday, what was it about? He said, well, basically, we can't do anything. <laughs> and they're right. They can't do anything. Like, they can be as mad as they want about the fact that Josh Jacobs was offered $10 million to play on the franchise tag. And that's not yep. good enough. And Josh Jacobs is not showing up. He's pissed off. Saquon Barkley wants a gigantic new deal. Giants aren't going to give it to him. He's ferociously mad about that. Terry Pollard, uh, uh, Pollard signed his deal with the, with the with the Cowboys, so he signed his tenure. So he's going to play this year for the Cowboys, but he still wants a new deal as well. He's on a one year franchise tag as well. Mm-hmm. There's nothing these guys can do, right? Someone said they should unionize. Running backs should have their own union. Like they have a players' union, right? I mean, this you. I don't feel bad for them. I I, I mean, I I just don't. I would be mad. If I was a running back and I I would see what other guys are making and I'm being devalued, but you play an expendable position. You chose to play running back. It made you millions. You're in the NFL because of your running, you being the, you know, your ability as a running back. Game changed. Running back was the most important offensive position for a while in NFL. It's not anymore. Um, That's not their fault. No, that's not anybody's fault just the way the world works <laughs> it, it it yeah there's ebbs and flows there's times you know there's a lot of people doing what we're doing it would feel the same way there's that there, there, you know there's people that deserve certain amount of this versus that and there's no show without a producer you got to have a producer you got to have this you got to have that there's there's a lot of different pieces to make a whole thing work 
what are they going to do? Show up and carry the ball, catch the balls out of the backfield, or go get a job, right? I don't. What are the what are the two alternatives? Agreed. That's it, and that's why there's nothing they can really do. Like if somebody is willing to come in and play your position for half the money, and they'll get seventy five percent production, teams are like, uh huh, yep, that's what we're gonna do. The quarterback has rules in place to make sure they don't get hurt. You can't go low, can't go high, can't hit them late. The quarterback is worth investing in because you know the quarterback's going to be there. A running back gets hit on every single play, (laughs) every step, every dive to the end zone, every single time the ball gets snapped, there's the potential to have a running back be out for the year. You generally, Mm. and quarterbacks do, but for the most part, the rules are in place to make sure that doesn't happen. So. Teams are going to invest in the quarterback position. Teams know they've got to protect the quarterback, so they're going to invest in the offensive line to protect the quarterback. They know that the quarterback can't. It's amazing because they never did. Right. Right. That came around. Do you remember? I mean, there was a lot of guys that were offensive linemen in the 70s, 80s, 90s, even 2000s. Yep. They didn't get paid squadoosh. Right. And then books like The Blind Side came out and people started learning about left tackles and or they started passing a ball 50 times a yes. game and they got to make <laughs> right. sure that if we don't keep that guy up, we're in trouble. We're dead. Yeah. So you get all the money that left tackle protecting his blind side and then we'll go from there. So now the are centers mad because left tackles get paid more. Sure, I'm sure they are, but they get paid fairly well as well because they're the captain of the offensive line. So they get taken so care of. what about of. the guards then? Did the guard, are the guards mad that the tackles get more? Sure, but they're not mad the same way because they're given long-term contracts. The running backs are mad that they're getting franchise tagged. It's a year-to-year job. There's no stability. Running backs want long-term contracts. But the drop-off for a running back can be dramatic. So fast. Yep. And I mean, I'm wearing an Earl Campbell shirt. Did you ever see Earl Campbell play in person? No, person. He was out of the league. When I, what, what, well, his last I mean, game was like live, seventy something, right? He played. He was so good out of college, right at yeah. Texas, and then he went to the Houston Oilers. And they ran him into the ground. <laughs> instantaneous wall. Guys used to bounce off of him. You watch highlight runs of his now and you're like that's the best running back that ever walked planet earth mm-hmm. i think his check his career maximum like five years because it it hits you so fast yeah i think barry sanders is the best running back of all time but i get your point and i i think for barry it didn't matter if he had a line or not you weren't going to tackle him because you weren't going to get a hand on him he was just so evasive and he was so incredible on but on, he was on. smart and got yeah. out before he got down and he he, he retired early and everybody went what what do you mean barry sanders is retiring yep he walked away because he wanted a life he wanted to make sure he was going to be okay and he made the right decision because barry sanders is living a very nice life now so i just think i feel for these guys i know if i was in their shoes i'd be pissed off too so they're having like a group vent session on zoom about this and you know i don't get this and i don't get that Josh Jacobs, the, the Raiders don't care. I, I mean, I, I think if you gave Josh McDaniels truth serum, he'd be like, look, I'll be fine. If Jacobs plays, we want him here. It's better with him. But if he doesn't, I'll find other guys who can carry the ball for me. I'm not going to get the same type of production, but I'll get decent production out of a running back just because it's such a deep position. 
Like the difference between the top, top guys and the next NFL ready running back is not that dramatic. It's, it's this, there, it's but this, yeah, it's, it's, it's this much like it's wow. Jimmy Jack just came in the chat and said, Chubb makes 12 million a year wide receiver. Corey Davis makes 12.2 million a year. Yeah. And Nick Chubb is dependable. He's there. He plays. Look at his games played. Right. He, he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. That guy's there. That guy's a dependable back. You know, he's going to be around and he's making less than a wide out. Because that's what the teams are going to pay for. Because they know they can't throw and catch the ball at the same time. So if you're going to invest in the quarterback, you got to invest in the guys that are going to catch the ball for them. And the running back spot has just become disposable. It's not right, nice, kind to hear that. Right. It's just the reality of it is that the running back position is not important. Right. You can find other guys to get it done. You can figure it out. If you got to go throw the ball 50 times a game, like you said, you can win doing that. Patriots and the Chiefs, or not Chiefs, Patriots and the Steelers, maybe the Lions a little bit. There are teams who are trying to run the ball first. They're trying to be physical first. But most teams are not. Even the right. Niners. The Niners want to run the ball, but the Niners have eight guys. The Falcons have Cordell Patterson. He's a wideout running the ball. Like, <laughs> they just have options. When it comes to running the ball, you don't have to have a Najee Harris. You don't have to have a bell cow anymore. Yeah. <sighs> Is this changing anytime soon? No. Not unless rule change. If, 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 if the rules change, then maybe. But that's not the, the only current. way, right? The league can make it so. I mean, the, the league can make it more physical for defensive backs. The leagues could make it more like how the Patriots beat the Rams. You know, they could go back to that type of defense, but they don't want to. They want quarterbacks and wideouts to be able to do their thing. So I, I know, well, I, I don't think it's changing anytime soon. Uh, our college football schedule of the day, you might go Vanderbilt, Matt. Yeah. Well, here's why, because we have to talk about this. This, this is, Matt, I'm yeah, doing it. We, we have to, if the we, crowd's doing it, we have to do this. We have to Vanderbilt football gets five <laughs> votes to win the sec. <laughs> eight, eight to win the East. Hold on. In the East, well, five a- media people voted Vanderbilt. Hold on. Are you kidding me? This can't be. Hold on. Eight of them voted for Vanderbilt to win the East. Who is getting paid by who? Because gonna- this is the win total. Three and a half. <laughs> it's three be. and a half. To win the SEC? Like who? P-Roll, I can't remember. Help me out here. Who else is in the SEC that could win it? Not them. All of them. <laughs> Every team. All of them. The entire conference has a better shot of winning the SEC than Vanderbilt. This Georgia's, is why. Georgia's still in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alabama. Yeah, yeah. The, Tennessee. Small teams. Yeah, those small teams. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LSU. This, this needs it, to right? go away. This, this poll, this preseason poll needs to go away because now they're just fucking with it. Okay. <laughs> now they're just, this is just people deciding I'm, I'm just going to watch this shit. They're walking up to the ballot box. They're like, watch this. I'm, I'm voting uh, Vandy. And they're going to go and, and vote Vandy. There's no uh, other. I'm going to just, I'm going to put the dark glasses on, pretend like I'm blind. I'm going right. to go. Zoop, Ooh. I don't know. I don't know who Ooh, it is. I hit Vandy. Oh, Watch. shoot. Yeah. We're going to kick out of this. Turn it in. Turn it in. Vandy's only three and a half. Ah, it doesn't matter. 
That doesn't matter. The pool doesn't matter. Turn it in. Vandy? Vandy. Vanderbilt. Let's go through their schedule. Why don't we? Because it's going to be fun to go and see. Can we find not just enough wins to win the SEC? Can we find them to go over? Now, it didn't fit on the full screen. So there's one game here at the beginning. The game against Hawaii at home on August 26th. They're winning that. Is not there. Hawaii's been pretty bad. Okay, so fine. So it's open like up. They're twenty something point favorites, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, the, the Hawaii's been Hawaii's been very very bad over the last couple of years. So it's not a horrible thing to say this. Alabama A and M is a one double A school out of Huntsville. They'll have some fans drive up from Huntsville to Nashville. It's not that far of a drive to go up there, but I'm going to say eighteen and a half is with the line for for Vanderbilt and Hawaii. So we, I think we can safely give them a win. All right, I think they beat A and M, so they'll open up two and zero. Oh, okay. Wait, what A and M? Alabama A and M. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, FCS. That's, so FCS. they open up two and O. Yes. Okay. And there's three and a half. We only need two more wins at Wake Forest. Uh, Come on, no. They lose. Lose. Okay. Here, UNLV. Oh, they could come here and win that game. They could come they here. Could. And win that game. Yep. That's they could open up three and one in the non-conference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Find one more win. Missouri, Kentucky, you skipped. Oh, sorry. Kentucky at home. Sorry. I did. So Kentucky open up sec opener. They can't be Kentucky. No, they cannot be Kentucky. I Missouri. They could. Okay. Missouri at home. Yep. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is the game. The entire bet rides on that play on, on that the game. Missouri game. Yes. Because at Florida, no. forget it. Home for Georgia, forget it. At Ole Miss, no no way. Auburn, no way. No, don't think so. At South Carolina, no way. Probably not. At Tennessee, no No way. way. (laughs) The entire bet hinges on the Missouri game. Hinges on the UNLV game. Well, win that to even have a chance. Okay, fine. Yeah, but I'm assuming win that UNLV game to have a chance. Yes, if they beat the they beat UNLV. They'll have to be three and zero, and then it rides on the Missouri game whether or not they actually they're losing a wake. They're losing the wake, yeah, to open. But then, do they wind up getting themselves to win four games? I would bet the under. Let's just clear the air right now. If I see any other show talking (laughs) about the Vanderbilt season win total in the next three days. The statute of limitations is on you. I see what you're doing. I'll find out. Someone will call and tell me or text me, Dave, you won't believe this. They were doing it. They broke down the Vanderbilt season wins. Please, people, tell somebody about the show. Hit the like Somebody, eight people voted them to not just go over that win total, but to win the East. P-Roll. They must have had dinner and said, as a prank, let's do this. Let's Eight of them together. Eight, Eight of them is a voting yeah. block. That's a lot they're of people all, to vote this. They're all, yeah, they all have culpability now. Not, I don't know. He did it. I did it. I don't Somebody know needs did to it. air this. I need names. I need the SEC to say who voted names. for this. I need the names of people who actually had the audacity to do this because it literally throws. I mean, they must have been bored putting Georgia every year. Win the East, Georgia. Win the East, Georgia. They were just bored. And so they said, all right, we're picking Vandy. We're picking the worst team in the league. We're picking Vanderbilt. Eight of us are going to go ahead and do that. We all are in on the same gag. Unbleeping believable. Oh, that's crazy. 
All right, you are wearing the throwbacks here. I got all the hats. There it is. I got them all. How do you feel about the Titan throwback it's for my, the Oilers? It's it's my favorite uniform of all time. Okay, but they don't reside in Texas. They are not the Oilers anymore. They were the Houston Oilers, were they? Yeah, not? but they're not. This is insulting. I am not down with this. I don't like this at all. What? You don't get to go. Could the Baltimore Ravens wear Cleveland Brown throwbacks? If they wanted to. Come on. There's no freaking way they ever would do that. People in Cleveland riot. They would. You can't do a throwback. Anytime someone else wants to wear a Cleveland Brown uniform, the Cleveland people would riot. Yes. They might have a parade. They'll put up (laughs) walls and nobody can see it. But hey, (laughs) who in the hell wants to wear that Cleveland Brown uniform? If someone said they wanted to wear the Cleveland thing, even the Ravens, they'd say, go ahead. We're still Cleveland. I don't like this at all. You can wear the Tennessee stuff or the no. Houston stuff, but you're in no. Tennessee. No. I think you can mock them for it. I don't like it at all. Not at all. You're, come on. You don't like, wait, hold on. You like the uniform though, right? That of is, course. Oh my God. Of course. The uniforms are great. Oh, it's amazing. But it's you true. left. If it was so great, why'd you leave? Don't go back. You don't have a right to go back in time. Listen, you're the Tennessee Titans, not the Houston Oilers. Hold on. Hold Pat the on. Patriot. We can roll out Pat the Patriot. We can roll back our old logo and go back to that because that's the best uniform in football. We should wear those. We should be wearing those uniforms the whole time. But it's not like the Patriots played in New York. They've been the Patriots. If the Patriots moved out, as much as I can't stand the Patriots, like just over the years, like if they came, if they moved to Pittsburgh, and they wanted to wear the Patriots stuff, I would be like, okay with it. Because that is would, a wow. top three. That red, oh, that yeah. red's awesome. Yeah. Pat the Patriot. It should, like, be the, it should be it. The Patriots wear that all the time. The, the Flying Elvis is a 1990s creation. It does not work anymore. It's does out not of work. Style. It's, I, it's I, I would argue that it never worked, but that's a whole nother <laughs> argument. I mean, it worked for the team. They won yeah. a lot of championships with that silly dude. What would you call him? The Flying what? Flying Elvis is what he is. That's what it is. That's what the logo is called. To the flying Elvis. That's the logo name for Pat the Patriot, but it's that not the, the same. Uniform right there is that is some old school stuff. It's classic. It's awesome. The Houston Oilers and the Pittsburgh Steelers battled for the division and for the AFC championship multiple times in my childhood. And the love you blue were coming in to kick the door down. Bum Phillips, Dan Pastorini, Earl Campbell. Ken Renfro was a wide receiver. Curly Culp was a was a defensive wow. lineman. Names. There's some names in history of that. This that uniform exudes it all. I love it, but I don't have a problem. Do you think people in Houston have a problem with this? Yes. Do you but think the Houston Texans have a problem with this? Why can't the Texans wear it? Well, that's that's. You say a lot of ridiculous things. That's a very good question, counselor. Why can't the Texans wear it? They could, but they don't want to because it's, it's – I don't think if you don't reside in that city anymore, I don't care if you came from that town, you don't get to wear the uniform of the team from a different city. I'm sorry. You don't get to. Oh. It's a sweet uni. It's nice. If the Texans want to wear it, I'm way more okay with the Texans wearing the Oilers throwbacks than I am the the Tennessee Titans wearing the throwback. So, D. Weezy, good to see you, sir. He just came in the chat and said, the Ravens were stripped of all history, thus including jerseys. Same as the Charlotte Hornets now. The Pelicans cannot wear Hornets anything. Okay, that's fair. I get it. 
Because the Browns, they kept so, it all. That's what the A's should do with their team name in Oakland. All that should right. happen when they move here. So, Strip it, everything. You know, history, name, logo, all that should stay in Oakland. I get it. It's so still not okay. Titans moved to Tennessee from Houston. There was no team in Houston. Yeah, they stopped in Memphis too, by the way. So don't forget about that. They played two years in Memphis too. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I love the uniform. It's great. I don't think this is cool. I'm not down with this at all, the, what the Titans are doing. Titans are becoming my villain team for the year. You haven't got a Titans game, right? In That's true. That's really true. I'm really I mean, we've been right. talking on the air for like five years, but you ain't got the Titans are your albatross. <laughs> they are that That's team. really that true. Just, I'm really bad. <laughs> just can't get right. Every time right. you pick against them, they find they a way and then you yep. finally get on board and they, and they lose. take them down. <laughs> I've yep. seen it personally. That's Everybody has a team. Yeah, so, I can't. They're my team. It's right. They're my team. I just can't get them right. That's fine. There's the, there was a great movie called Life, and there was a character in the movie Life. These guys were doing, and his name was Can't Get Right. <laughs> it was amazing. He just can't get right. They used to say it all the time, man, he can't get right. No, he can't get right. So you can't get the Titans right. I think they got the uniforms right. No, you make they're a awesome. Good point. You make you, a good point. The uniforms are phenomenal. I just don't particularly like that the fact that the city. Well, let's get the apathetic Houston Texans fan base all riled up. <laughs> <laughs> and say, should the Tennessee on, they're Titans excited. be allowed to wear Houston stuff? Yeah, I think if the, if the Texans were a louder, better franchise and fan base, I think they actually could be listened to. But because it's the Texans, no one's going to listen to them if they got mad and be like, wait, what are you doing? You're wearing what? No. You left Houston and never went back. I left Charlottesville and never went back. I left Huntsville and never went back. I left Des Moines and never went back. <laughs> I did a lot of cities. Like one I went back to. I went back to Omaha. That's it. <laughs> multiple, title multiple shot. times. T- title show. No, covering Creighton. I went back all the time. Covering Creighton. I did one of my bachelor parties in Omaha. I did two bachelor parties, one in Boston, one in Omaha. So so your girl Taylor Swift is changing the world with this tour, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Saving the US economy. <laughs> Literally, and, fed and, the fence and, and, and took Rizzo out of a slump. Actually, yes, he did. Rizzo <laughs> switched his walk-up music. <laughs> Got Anthony Rizzo out of a slump. He had to hit a home run in yep. two months. Changes music and he, he hits home run. But I'm already liking the, the this this thing you came up with when we we're talking about Saturday. But what about the P. Ralt reunion tour, where we go back to all of the cities you wand off and did a show and do a show. <laughs> Just to see it, we could. Oh we could, my! Walk down memory lane would be wacko. We could. We could bring E. Shoot oh the whole thing. Gosh. I'll interview you. This is where. This, <laughs> this is where you hung out. This is. Oh. Was, this was your bar that you hung out at. And, you know, we look around. You could, could see the like whole the, thing. It, it, we could do it if we did it. You could see the progression in apartments based upon the income I was making. Like my apartment in Charlottesville was like really small and really like college kid type living. Right. And then Huntsville was a little bit better. It was a nicer town, yes. a little bit of a step up. Yeah. And I went to Omaha and I lived in a very posh area. And then I went oh. to Des Moines and lived in a really psychotically nice place when I was in Des Moines. Right. And I, I had Florida, Florida ceiling glass, one, one wall of my apartment in Des Moines was glass. The entire thing was glass. Really? Looked, looked right out on the downtown area. Yeah, it was all... 10th street lofts that were called in Des Moines for you Omaha people who know oh. where, where that was, but that's where I was in Des Moines. So yeah, you can see the progression of the money I was making as to how I got into nicer and nicer places as I would do that. That'd be really weird. There'd be, there'd be a lot of ghosts I would see. 
see a lot of ghosts. <laughs> I see a lot of people that I, you know, I dated a lot of people in my life and that would, <laughs> that would be really interesting to go down that road. I think it would be, you know, we'll put that on the, on the oh, calendar. No. We'll put that on the docket list. You want to go to Charlottesville? Oof. Yes. I've never been. I've driven nice through Virginia. Charlottesville is nicer than Huntsville. I'd rather go to Charlottesville than Huntsville, to be quite honest, even though I like Huntsville a lot and I got friends now. I'm still friends, multiple friends who live there. So I went to Virginia Beach when I was a little kid. Seaville's nothing like it. One's in the mountains and one's on the the coast. Totally different situation. And I drove through a place called uh, outside of Richmond, Virginia, where my door almost blew off my car in the storm of the century. And we saw a guy jogging in the snow. And I wanted to run them over <laughs> because they were telling me I had to get off the freeway. Oh, and because they were shutting it down. Yep. Yeah, 80? It was, uh, 80? No, Where's it was been? 95. I Nine. ended up oh, staying South. in a place okay. called, uh, we, we made it to Maryland and that was it. They said, get off the road. <laughs> now it's closed. So uh, speaking of this, I wanted to add before you get to the next thing here. Yeah. Um, Dave's Daily Picks is keeping track of Matt's rules on a list. Okay. Um, in 719, he added that an MVP must be on a 500 team or better Correct. in MLB. Correct. That's rule, yes. One. Okay. 100%. And now he just added uh, on 724, 23, if you don't play there anymore, you can't wear the throwbacks. Yes, so agreed. Yes. We are keeping track. That's awesome. I Matt's do this. Oh, I would love it. I'll Thank you, this. David. Yes, please. your help. I would love this. I will tweet this out. Create a, a, an actual document on this, and I will tweet this out. Things that I have said that I have rules for, absolutely. Ghost Runner needs to die. That's the other one. Okay? Whoa. So add that. Whoa, that's just personal. Don't get nasty. It's Needs to die. Ghost runner needs to die. <laughs> that's the, that's the other one that needs to go away, please. So kill the ghost runner. It makes no sense. The games are faster. We have higher scoring games. We have no shift. And we have bigger bases. So what the hell are we doing with the ghost runner? There's no point. It ends the game. It doesn't end the game. It makes it stupid. You you create artificial offense for no reason. We have offense. Sometimes a kid is just having a bad night. They got to end the game. Bad night. Why is it bad night? A five five game's a bad night. What? Well, no. if there's no offense. You said it's, it creates offense. Sometimes it's a 2-2 game. Ain't nobody got no runs. It's a good game. Let's see where it right goes. It robs us. Right, let's robs, go. End he's this robbing thing. us. Go. Good game. Let's go. 15 innings. 2-2 would be awesome. Robbed of things. 15 they, innings? Yes. You can't sit still for nine. Well, that's fine. I'm not saying me. I'm just saying the game itself. It's fun to watch. Oh, the Red Sox are in games like that. You want to change the rules and you don't watch a game. Well, I watch the Red Sox games. I don't watch every you single baseball game. don't watch a whole Red Sox game from beginning to end. You're busy. You got 10 screens open. <laughs> 18 tabs, texting, calling, making things. Please stop. Yeah, there's some truth here. We'll go to better, better book a quick and four. <laughs> better to book it. Just a couple of quick ones before we let go of sports. Good. We'll do favorite thing about today in bonus time. Uh, under nine and a half Dodgers, Blue Jays. I'm, I'm a, I, I told myself not betting unders anymore. And what do I do today? I bet two unders. Can't so, yourself. I'm the same uh, way. It's terrible. I, I just, I'm not getting, I'm not doing it. And then I hate the slate tonight. There's nothing. This is a horrible betting day. Yeah. There's nothing good to bet. So Barrios in the bullpen for the Dodgers or for the Blue Jays to hold the Dodgers bats down after scoring a thousand runs against the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like an under game. I agree. I, I say bet this right now. Wow. All right. Uh, I like we'll that. See. We'll see. We'll, we'll reconvene. Are we reconvening tonight at uh, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern? On Sports Grid. Yes, sir.
We'll know. Uh, this marathon right there. On Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. This is the last day of the marathon. This is literally like you're doing a full time shift. Yeah, <sighs> two, <laughs> two full time shifts. This and that. So I do that every day. That's good. It's yeah. exhausting, is it not? Um. Yes, it's exhausting. It's it's. If I it, it's easier for me because I don't have to have the prep like I do for this show. So this show takes me an hour before we even right. start to get the show right. ready to go. Yes. So there's more work for this show for me. Yes. That's just showing up and talking. So it's the, the sports good stuff's a little bit easier for me to handle because of the producers and everything else they got in the back end. Yes. So, sorry about the Definitely. landscaping guy. He's now unfortunately here. So on this, uh, we'll let go of sports good. So you guys don't have to listen to the landscape. We're going to do this. We appreciate it. So we'll go to bonus time first. <laughs> You guys will have to listen to the landscaper who who now is coming through and doing what he's doing. Uh, eight and a half, get a nine now, so you can get a better number. Texas, Houston tonight. I, like I just this think one. You know? I like this one better. Oh, than the other one. Okay, Houston's not doesn't score a ton. Rangers are Rangers are flat on the road. They're twenty six, twenty six and one for totals on the road this year. So no real trend to follow. So I'm just hoping that we see decent pitching and the bullpens come in and right. hold it. This is a playoff game. So my my thought is it's going to be played like a playoff game. It'll be managed like a playoff game. This is a big series for both these two teams. Right. So they keep it tight. And, uh, yeah. I like this one. I, I, I like. So this you must one. love nine then because the better number is nine available right now, right? Yeah. So. You can get nine. I took eight and a half, so you can you can get the get the nine tonight. Yeah. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, two things. One, the fact that I thought it was the thirty first. <laughs> it's morning. not. I, I I was I was not in a panic, but I was like, you know, I, I'm just. We got to get to August. We got to get to the live show. We got to get to the the whole thing that we're doing. But we got to get to the start of school. And I, I, I literally, I don't panic anymore, but I started to get stressed. So I'm relieved that it's only the 24th of July. Right. I really am. Like I'd say, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to relax. My favorite thing about today is that gained a week. <laughs> I feel like I just did. I feel like I, I went in a time warp. I got into DeLorean, hit 88, and I woke up, and it's the 24th. That and these uniforms. They're nice. I, these, are, these are some of my favorite hats that I got. I got every one of the collection. I got – this is the baby blue. Wow, you do, you do have a This is the navy one. Wow. All right. This is the one that was, I guess, very rarely used, but it's red. Uh-oh. Not it's a fan. Red. Yeah. It looks, it looks great in person. Okay. And then the white one, which I'm afraid to wear outside of this house. Why? Because it is so white and nice. Right. Perfect. The oil, Derek, may be the best logo maybe ever. It's no. Pat the, Pat the Patriots better than that logo. This is pretty damn good. Because you don't know what, the, what sport that's for. Pat the Patriot snapping a football does make it good. It's right there. It's right on the wall. <laughs> nice and big. I have a bo- to work it in every damn show. I have a Boston Patriot gigantic flag in this room that covers one of the walls. Do you like the backdrop, by the way? This backdrop I actually really like. 
it looks great. I actually really like it a lot. Yeah, it looks a lot. I think it looks better. I like the BBB logo, but I actually think it looks more like I'm actually in a. I don't know. It looks more professional than the BVB logo. <laughs> yeah, just leave it. Just yeah. do that every day. That's fine. I, might, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it offsets. Um, you know, it's it's, it, it's, it's got it's got. You can't really see it too much, but it's has it's right to that right of that Red Sox logo is a Creighton logo, and above the Creighton logo is a Celtics logo, and then you have the BVB hat, which is right there. Right. And these things right here are the four in the 1990s. These were all the. Uh, Boston sport teams stadiums that are all now gone, right. except Fenway. Fenway's there, but they're all gone. <laughs> Paid it was old Foxborough Stadium, the TD Garden, or, or the Garden, Boston sure. Garden for Celtics yeah. and Bruins. Fenway is still there, but it's a whole. And then that picture right there is Fenway Park in 1908 when it opened. That's the opening, the, the mm. black and white shot of, of Fenway Park. So. In case you're curious, what's behind me? <laughs> what's there? Um, my favorite thing about today is that one. I do the shift on sports grid and then I get a little break until for a couple of days until Friday. So I'm looking right. forward to wrapping this little, little uh, marathon that I've been on with, with hosting on sports grid, but then we're signing somebody up in between now and that six o'clock Pacific time start for me in Mark Zeno to do that show. You'll be on as well. Yep. Uh, we're now getting people who are randoms, which is really kind of neat to yep. see how they're contacting us and people like, Hey, I got your card or, Hey, I saw the show or, Hey, I heard what you guys are doing. Some from Twitter. It's, it's very, it's cool. So we met someone yesterday from Illinois who had heard me on radio years ago and then saw our, our card and was like, I think I know these guys. And so they contacted <laughs> us. That was fun. And before you got there, he told me he listens to your show on visa. <laughs> And I said, oh, oh really? really? Yeah. That's I just awesome. like, at that point, I was like, all right, just do you have the dime and do you have the 300? <laughs> Go once tell we, them that. It'll be awesome. Once we secured that, then when I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Matt's not on Visa. Like he's, he's <laughs> the other show. Like, right. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because my show used to be on, you know, my show used to be on Sirius XM with Sports Grid. Yeah. So he was confused as to where he had heard me in the past, blah, blah, blah. So it was funny to go like, um, why don't you go tell Vison that you heard Matt Peralta on Vison? See what Vison says about that. Wanted to have him go knock on the door. <laughs> going to have him just go knock the on the face door and say, hey, face, oh, sometimes Matt on. I'm going to go on the show with Matt Peralta today. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been awesome. I would have taken it. But it's a big week in Vegas as well. So we may have some fun guests down the pike. Uh, Spence and Crawford is Saturday here in Vegas. Not here, but we've got a UFC card with Gaethje and Poirier coming up on Saturday. So there's a, there's some really big sporting events happening this weekend that I'm really psyched about. So meeting some people from Canada, sign them up here coming up today. Yeah. And then we're live on Sports Grid, you and I, uh, in about six hours. You guys can be able to watch us coming up for that. If you've not liked, subscribed, and been a part of this, we appreciate you. Please do so. There is some cool things going on. Mikey Awesome just got a text message from somebody. Thank you for... The donation, you guys are awesome. We appreciate that. If you want some extras in the live chat, you guys can learn about it as you're in the live chat every day to highlight yourself and kind of make yourself pop in there. So got a lot of cool things cooking at the moment. Oh, that's More what the color is. That's, that's the color. Yep. That's the color change. So it's very, very okay. cool to see that. Dave, Matt, back tomorrow for a Tuesday's BBB. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.